Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Did you watch Extraction? No. The new Chris Hemsworth film? No, I didn't. Written uh, by one of the Russos? Oh, okay. Directed by the guy who did this, the stunt work for Endgame and Civil War. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty damn good. All right. It's a real good movie. Nice. Yep. Watch it. Uh, so, welcome to Podcast 287. You guys got a little bit of uh, Netflix advice from Mark, I guess, because why not? Let's just throw it in there. It was good. Uh, yeah, hey. So, uh, tonight we have some stuff that we're going to talk about, and it's Star Wars stuff. And, hey, you know what? It's what we do. So, first off, my name is Tim. I'm here. I'm hosting. His name is Mark. He's here. He's also hosting, and he's going to say hi. 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 That was very warm. I like that hi. I'm, I'm like, the co-host, right? I could hear you smiling as you said it. Am I the co-host? Uh, well, I, I yeah. I mean, I get. I, don't, I like being the co-host. Either we're both hosts, or like we're no. both co-hosts, because like we're there are really, two of us. We're really not both hosts. You are, you are the host. I'll, I'll be the co. I, I'm. You know, if, no, okay. If, if we call, if we call oh, me on. the host, we're gonna call you the talent. That's fine. That's fine too. <laughs> But, but but here's the thing. We may have talked about this before, actually. Um, you know, you, we talk about co-host. I think about co-pilot. Brings me to Chewbacca. Right. Why, why is the idea that it really should be his Millennium Falcon, but that doesn't even seem to be a thing? Yeah, he's like permanently the co-pilot? Right. It's like, when does he get to be, no, it's my ship. I don't know who you are, but there's no will. <laughs> You know, and, and if anything, he'd still be alive if it wasn't for you. Well, the thing is, you know, who, who would be next of kin? Either like Leia or Kylo would get it, right? Neither of them, like, they're both dead. Right. So would Chewbacca so, would be like, hey, it's mine. Even Lando has a better claim than, than Rey, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe she should play Sabacc with him for it. Why would he? I'd be like, why would I need to? Who says well, yeah. it's yours? I know. I'm just going for story content. You know, I think I think in the future it needs to be it needs to be Chewie's ship. Any anything that they do, if the Millennium Falcon is going to uh, continue on, you know, and with stories, it needs not to be tied to her. That's fair. I could I could almost see it being like the <laughs> like the bus for the Jedi Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they it's, always got, it's always got uh, like three POs that teach her that sits in the front and always turns around. <laughs> you know, when the kids start acting up and, and R2 just brings snacks. Like Broom Boy's late, so he's running after it. Right yeah. After it takes off. Broom Boy. Oh, what a failed concept that was. <laughs> Almost uh, Zudio levels, but he got more screen time. Broom yeah. Boy did. I, I wanna, I, here's what I will never understand. And. and, and... I'm not referencing. Well, I'm probably referencing people that you heard of. I don't <laughs> understand making your internet persona um, standing for ridiculously dumb characters in Star Wars. Hold on one second. Now my son comes in. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't even know what he's listening to. I'm trying to podcast, and I just hear this music. <laughs> this is well, the, yeah, the true life of Mark. He smells good, though. He just took a shower. He smells good. No, what is that? What's the smell? 
Apple, apple blossom. Yeah. Apple blossom. I hope we don't get copyright strikes for the. <laughs> I don't know what it is. All right. Uh, what are we gonna? Okay. So, uh, of course, as always, we will be getting to some conversation about the Clone Wars, uh, because part two, before, the Siege of Mandalore, has come up. Yeah, we're not doing that yet, but that will be coming. Before up. I forget, there was also an Anthony Daniels thing. Um, oh, I saw can... he tweeted like a picture of him in like his makeshift recording studio or something. And his, and his hashtags were like the thing that was the most. Yeah. Like Star Wars, Lucasfilm, C-3PO, animation, uh, about future yeah. animation, not yet. And, I, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know what it's for. I mean, it's it's a cool little tease, you know, which I mean, it's, let's, it's, let's, it's let's not like I don't think it's for Galaxy of Adventures because they just recycle all that that. uh you know, all that dialogue. Well, I mean, let's be honest, dude. The thing about Anthony Daniels is he could do something like that and hype everything up, and then we find out it's just that he's going to say the word Lucasfilm for an animation intro, and that's it, or something. He could, but again, there was that thing not that long ago that had Mark Ham- Hamill. Um, it had, uh, who else was, who else was talking about animation, and, and a bunch of people liked it. It had, I, I, had... I never remember that. Huh? So I kind of remember that, but I don't remember who all was involved. Yeah, it, it was had, Billy D? Did he do something? I think it might have had him, but it also had Mark Hamill, and it also had some of the people from Rebels. Like Christopher uh, Sean. I think he liked it, too. Yeah, but then it also had... Daniel uh, Logan, uh, I think. Who's the one guy Who's the one guy that was supposed to be Harrison Ford, or supposed to be Hansel that, that people wanted? Oh, Anthony Ingruber? Yeah, it had him liking it. It's like, what, what is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Because really, they could, they could, they could do a beautiful melding of the universes, uh, the rebels and the uh, and the post Return of the Jedi um, characters. You know, they they could they could have. I mean, we've talked about it before, but I think one of the things, one of the great stories left to be told is Ahsoka meeting Luke Skywalker. Am I wrong? Like. Uh... <laughs> That's I don't. That's one of those things. Like I almost feel like that needs to be a little bigger scale. Like you know, I mean, not the Mandalorian, but obviously, but like it needs to be like some sort of big screen for a moment like that. I think you can't. You can't because it's animated. I know. Like I agree, but I, I, I just I don't know. Like the concept of that seems like such a big deal. It should get a lot of like pomp and circumstance around it, but. I get what you're saying about that. There wouldn't be an appropriate avenue for it, really, at that scale. But that's where it feels it should be. Well, sure, sure. But I, but I think you know we're going to get to talking about um, you know uh, the new episode of Clone Wars. But I, but I think with this arc so far, it really shows. You know, we've always that's thought that true. Clone Wars was something good, but with this arc, it really shows you yeah. what they're capable of. Yeah. You know, and and I don't necessarily need. Uh, you know, 20 episodes, you know, give me a really good story, animate yeah. it. And who knows, you know, and yeah. this could be the way that Quality. the rebels character. Yeah. I mean, this, this could be the way that the rebels characters and, you know, the original trilogy characters come together, you know, and then they go off, maybe they go off on their own. Maybe the rebels characters then go off and do their story. And then, you know, um, the original trilogy characters have their own animated series, but but clearly, it's doing really. It sounds like it's doing really well for Disney. I could be wrong. I don't have numbers, but 
it'd be pretty cool if they put some uh, like in an animated series they had some rebels characters at the throne room scene at the end of a new hope from that perspective like that'd be pretty that cool. would be cool that would be cool see i i would love little i would love little how how you describe it i would love to see major story events that we know but from other perspectives right so like know, like again the battle of Hoth. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll talk about it again in a minute because this goes back to Clone Wars, I'm but sorry. like no no I was just like like you and I were talking about with the uh, episode three intro crossover with what was happening the Siege of Mandalore right now, and yes. they they kind of do they they kind of touch on that a little bit with the story with Obi Wan and Ahsoka and Anakin and all that so um, again we'll we'll dive into that more a little bit later but we're, it's it's relevant to what we're saying now with the concept of the overlaps with the major events, different perspectives, all this kind of stuff. Yes, it is. Uh, and, you know, I guess, uh, let me just go ahead and mention that May 4th is going to be a big day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're kind of used to it being a, a mini holiday for us anyway. Uh, I, as far as I know, we don't have any major announcements coming that day or anything, but you never know. We could. Uh, but uh, we what we do know for sure is that we are going to be getting the series finale for the clone wars released that day we're getting the behind the scenes video stuff for the mandalorian is going to be coming out that day and i also just saw a little bit ago that the rise of skywalker will be released on disney plus on may 4th as well which honestly that's surprisingly fast i'm pretty happy with that i honestly think that we're only getting it this fast because of the lockdown well, I don't know because they said due to re- like uh, content restrictions, previous negotiations, blah blah blah, it won't be released until May fourth. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. What that means? Well, I just I feel like you know left over from I don't know whether it's the Netflix deal or just with I mean I I don't know that side of it, the, like the more business side of it. But maybe they would have put it out like they put Frozen out a couple months early because of it. Maybe they would have put this out earlier too if if they could have. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, we but are going to lose way. Last Jedi again in a few years. Well, but either way, though, we we're going to have. Uh, I'm sure most people listening to this already have it one way or another. But we're still going to have all nine Star Wars movies on Disney Plus starting May fourth. Now, if they really want to get me excited, Christmas to- or ho- holiday. Special. Oh, that would be great. No, just do that in the holidays. That would be fantastic. Uh, no, May fourth. Give me, uh, give me the unaltered cuts. Oh, yeah. Hey, that would be. I, I don't see that happening, but that would be cool. Yeah, me either. <laughs> only, only because I don't know what I don't know what the rules are. Well, I, from what they've said, like I think. Kathy Kennedy has even said that they only want to do so much because they don't want to step on George's toes, so to speak. Right, but I mean, but who also knows what the rules are as far as what you can show and what you can't show? Because Disney owns Indiana Jones, but Disney can't put those things wherever it wants. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think Paramount still owns the rights to um, maybe distribution rights? I don't know. So... It's I like all know. of a sudden, what is it? Princess Bride is coming to to uh, Disney Plus. I saw that. I guess it's from the Fox yeah. side of it. I guess, which is pretty cool. I thought, I thought it used to be MGM, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I really don't remember uh, which studio that was, but I'll still take it. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, like that's the other thing. Alias, the TV show, right? Yeah. 
um, it's going to Amazon Prime. It's like uh, the, the, the Hulu seems like it would be the best bet for that. You know, it's owned by Disney. Disney owns Alias, but I don't know. I, I think there's weird rules that I just don't understand. Well, we've learned a lot, I think, about that even from the whole Sony Marvel stuff over Spider-Man and Hulk and how all that works out. I mean, that, I, that was there's a little different situation, of course, because of the previous contracts that they had initially set up and then like the fighting, all that kind of stuff. But it still gives us a, a preview into how long and in-depth and uh, drawn out these things are and how much of an impact they have. I think Hulk's the most interesting one out of all of them. Because you can basically do anything you want with the Hulk. He just can't be the lead. Right. Just can't have his own movie, but he can be in any others, pretty much. Right. He can't have his own TV show, but mm-hmm. he can be in the She-Hulks. Right. They should make they should make a TV show called, like, The Incredible Man. <laughs> and then, like, have him as, like, the co-slash-side character to it. I don't know. The Incredible Bruce Banner starring... No, co-starring. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> the Hulk. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. Uh, we have some more personnel who are involved with the creation of the Cassian and or series. Uh, some more casting announcements. Uh, I, I think the more relevant ones, we already talked about Stellan Skarsgård last time. Um, and now Stellan we... Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of the MCU also. But um, we can also add to that a returning face who uh, people who watch Rogue One episode 3 and uh, I think she did some voices too uh, would recognize uh, we have uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is going to be cast or is cast and will be in uh, the Cassian Andor series this is according to StarWars.com and she I it was is Genevieve O'Reilly yeah, you know hey hey what are Sorry, you doing here what are you doing I'm just playing <laughs> Yeah, because we had to look it up just to be sure because I've heard three different ways that people say her name. But that's my understanding of how it's said, so that's what I went with. Um, but uh, so she is going to be cast, of course, as Mon Mothma to uh, get back with that role again. So I think that's cool. And in the at the end of this article, too, let me pull it up just to read it exactly because uh, I think everybody pretty much knew this, but I just want to read it where it says, Tony Gilroy, who co-wrote Rogue One, will direct, write, and serve as showrunner for the series, which takes place five years before the events of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Okay, so, so questions about that. Mm-hmm. What time frame is that? What's happening? What's happening in Rebels at that time? Yeah, I don't. I don't have, really have a good side of side comparison. Uh, I mean, could you get? Could you get Freddie Prince Jr. playing Kanan? I mean, you could. Uh, I don't know if they would really want. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, if anything, I I would guess it'd be more likely to get Forrest Whitaker uh, again for uh, Saw Guerrera. Ah, but, but what if we got the original Fulcrum instead? Hey, you know, I'd be cool with that. With just a little bit of de aging, tiny bit. And who would you have cast? Rosario Dawson, tiny, okay. tiny smidge. That's what makes sure. I, I saw the mule. Did you see the mule? No, no, no. Clint Eastwood. They just. They I, just I saw. Like, cl- I saw clips from it. It looks pretty good. But I didn't see it. It was good. I enjoyed it. But there's a scene where like it's Clint Eastwood, like eight years or ten years before current Clint Eastwood, and they just 
just a smidge of de-aging. Just a little bit. It worked pretty well. Hey, now if you want to talk about like different stages of de-aging and stuff, uh, the Irishman is a great, which was ILM, and was a fantastic example of that. Do you think it would be possible? Because, you know, you and I were obviously talking about, uh, you know, Mark Hamill and Ahsoka meeting up. Do you think you could legitimately de-age Mark Hamill to where he looked like a good post-Jedi? Um, well, I think they did that with The Rise of Skywalker. No, the only... I, didn't, I didn't think it was good. I thought it was fine, but it was heavily dependent, I think, on the lighting of that scene and the limited time that it was. I don't know if you yeah, can sustain it for an interactive but they scene. Didn't take Mark Hamill acting and de-age him. They took a picture of Mark Hamill well, that's true. and plugged it into that. You know, because yeah. I assume that when you de-age like, you know, Michael Douglas or uh, or, you know, whoever else are in these latest Marvel MCU movies, they actually have the actor there and they de-age him based on, you know. Right. Wait, well, even look at look at the deep fake stuff. That's pretty close to actually <laughs> but you know I'm right. Yeah, well, yeah, no, and I was going to say, like, again, just going back to the Irishman, they, they didn't really do a lot of makeup. If it, they barely did any for that movie because they just shot the actors doing the scenes, and they would have to remind themselves what age they're supposed to be at this time because they, there was no makeup or anything. So, like, occasionally, um, the the director would have to come in, and uh, Martin Scorsese would come in, and he'd be like, uh, "Try to like like hunch over a little bit more because you're actually old at this point." And they're like, "Oh, right," because they keep forgetting. Because there was nothing there, so if they, again, if they can pull that off, and it was ILM who, you know, reminder, they'd be working on this, you know, then I'm pretty sure they could pull anything off in that realm that they'd want. I just don't know any potential limits that they have because of how well the Irishman went. I don't know what they might, what, what stumbles they'd have. True, but you know, it's possible at, at this point. We can hope. Uh, so do you think that something like that might actually happen or it, would it be in this, uh, Cassian series? Okay. W- let me put it this way. What do you think is more likely to happen in this Cassian series to have a live action rebels character in there or to have a Soka live action in there? It's the same thing. I, it is, but I'm talking about like, like, a, you know, Ezra, Kanan, Hera, like those rebels characters. Or just Ahsoka, nobody else. I think Ahsoka's the most likely. Now, are you saying that because of like the whole rumors for the multi-project contract that they have with her? Or no, I didn't even story? know anything about that. I'm just saying, if they've already cast somebody, the easiest thing to do to draw a little buzz is put her in there, and she actually has a reason to be there. You know, throwing right. throwing Kanan or Hair in there, or Chopper or whatever. I mean, there's all the reasons for it, right? But I think the one that makes the most sense is she's Fulcrum and so is he. Right. So he doesn't just pick that name out of nowhere. So, but yeah, no, so I feel like uh, what I was saying before, it might even be more likely because there are rumors that uh, Rosario Dawson's contract was for multiple projects and not just the one uh, uh, Mandalorian season that we've got coming up. So at first, some people were thinking, you know, a solo project, which it might be. Uh, maybe it's something like popping up in the casting series or all of the above. We have no idea, frankly, at this point. But, you know. Oh, and that also reminded me. I wanted to update that. I believe it was reported that uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis did do some 
filming for The Mandalorian, but that part that she did filming for was cut or something like that. I think that's my understanding. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sorry, I should have Who reported it was cut. That, I I believe uh, making Star Wars did. Okay, well, as right. like a, as like an update to the original story. Well, let me do this. Okay. Yeah. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger filmed a, a role. And uh, for, uh, was it cut? I don't know yet. I'll tell you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Just I'll tell you in a couple I, weeks. Okay, all right. Just wanted to oh, not only that, not only that, since we had talked about it. Um, it was also um, who else? Who else was it? Oh, uh, to share my phone. He what came back. Well, he was going to be original Obi Wan, so he did. A, he did a scene finally. The the famous actor from Seven Samurai. Oh, so he's dead. Don't ask me how they got him, but that's what that's what I'm being reported. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Are you going to have an update on that in a couple weeks? Mm-hmm. A couple weeks. But go ahead and talk about it. Schwarzenegger and Mifune. Jeez. Mifune? Yeah. And also, um, Space Godzilla is in it, too. Because, you know... <laughs> in a major crossover. Wow. Oh, big time. Big time. How come you didn't tell me about this before you're announcing it now on the show? I don't know. But in a couple weeks, it's not going to matter anyways, because it got cut. <laughs> Did it? In a couple of weeks, it will have been cut. Maybe it never happened, and I'm just making it up. Oh, you wouldn't do that. Nah. <laughs> isn't, huh. isn't, Darth, isn't Darth Maul an Obi Wan show? You know, that's something that Noah had said. Like a has it been like a year? It was a while ago. He said that. Well, you know who else was in those scripts? The, uh, Space Godzilla. No, no. Um, oh. There was this. Uh, what was it? It was Yoda. Is that so? Yeah, but he wasn't on Dagobah. Okay. He he came to Tatooine. Just want to see how uh, how Obi Wan is doing. And there's this really cool scene where they go to a bar together. It just so happens to be the Moss Eisley Cantina. Does it? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was in the script, though. But since they're not using that script anymore, mm-hmm. who knows? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where they met, that's where they met Jar Jar. In that bar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very convincing. Well, they all talk about how much they liked Anakin and how good a person he was. And, you know, they all get really drunk. Um, saying about how much they missed Lanny. Uh huh. I'm very convinced. I think that's the new way we should do things. <laughs> since, <laughs> since everything Star Wars gets canceled or change the scripts or something, the uh-huh. minute they announce it, we should just blow out like news. Just throw it out there. This is what we're hearing. And then as soon as, like, it gets canceled or somebody else comes on board to change it, it's like, oh, well, our stuff was accurate, but they changed it. And they can never prove us wrong. Unless it's another episode. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'll make this a restricted episode so that only people I approve can listen to it. Thank you. That's how podcasts should work, right? Yep. 
That's the point. Yeah, so like you said, uh, uh, in the casting series, it's soft. I could see that. I mean, he seems to be continually involved with that role. Um, he did the, did, he did the voice for him in Rebels, right? Yeah. And, and we, get, we get bald saw. Will it be bald saw? Well, <laughs> well, uh, and I think in Jedi Fallen Order, I want to say he did the voice for that too. I could be wrong because I haven't actually Jedi done Order? that. Like I haven't actually done that yet. But at Celebration, um, they showed some footage from it, and it, was it there? Well, how, think, is that? how is that? How is it was there? I don't know. Somewhere I saw footage where uh, his character was in it, and I thought he was voiced by him, but I could be wrong. How was that game? I don't know. You never played it? Nope. I'm going to, but I haven't yet. I haven't either. I suck at games. I don't. I'm pretty good at them, actually, but I haven't done it yet. I Again, I, I actually will, but for numerous reasons I'm not going to go into right now, but for reasons I haven't done it yet. So okay. I'm looking forward to it. Mr. Mysterious. Not nah, well, it's just because like there are priorities in life I've decided I want to get to first before I get to that. And I haven't finished it yet. So <laughs> once I'm done with those other things, I will get to it. But Well, Overwatch? No. Okay. What makes you um, say that though? I mean I like that, but Because it, it it's like saying, you know what, I don't have time to play this game. Because of priorities, and you're like, "Well, what's your priorities? The other hours you spend on a different game?" Like, no, 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 that's not my priorities. No, I can't always say that. I guess, but no, yeah, it's well. So I'm planning because I want to. When I get it, I, I could be doing it, but when I get it, I want to like be able to sit down and just like do it, not necessarily in like one sitting or one, yeah, one sitting, but I want to be able to like devote actual time to do it instead of just like you know an hour so here like, and then an hour three days blinds, later you know pop some popcorn yeah i hear it's pretty I'm, good like cinematic why yeah no people love it and i'm i'm, I'm excited about it and hopefully by the time i actually get it maybe it'll be like it on discount or something do they have <laughs> a super healthy mode i don't know can you find out for me? Because then I'll probably hey, buy you it. know, some of the people who've played it and enjoyed it, um, I'm sure you can get by fine. All right. Or, or I don't know what this is about them or me. <laughs> I, I meant it about them, but sure. All right. Uh, okay. What else do we have? Uh, the Clone Wars. So. Oh. God, yes. Part two of the Siege of Mandalore has been released. And I do want to say real quick that part three is going to be coming out this Friday. And then part four, which is the series finale, will be out three days after that on May 4th. I so, like that. You don't? Mm, no. I, no, I don't like that. Okay, why not? I want to wait. See, I'm fine with it because there is still a wait. And I'm sure there, from going from three to four is going to be a huge cliffhanger. Um, I, I would be a little less okay with it if it weren't May the 4th, but like the fact that you have um, part three coming out and then you still have a, a wait, it's just not as bad for a grand finale on the 4th. It just seems very fitting and appropriate. If by some chance on the 4th they also released the complete, edited together Seeds of Mandalore arc, yes. would you still watch part four? Or would you watch all of them back to back and then part four melded with it. It's a good question. I th- it's a think great question. It is. 
I, I, my gut reaction is that I would watch part four first just because I've already had the lead up to it. And then when it's done, I would go back and watch them all together immediately after. But I, I feel like I've already had the, like the buildup. I've already had the wait. I would just probably go straight to four, see how it goes, and then watch it as a unit. Okay. That's just my first thought, but. That's fair. You think they're going to do that, or is that just, you know, hypothetical? Well, it'd be something cool to do on uh, May. It's it'd be something cool to do on May fourth. It would be, and and I'm hoping. Yeah, we we've talked about it briefly before. I love it if the four parts together even had a theatrical release of some sort. I, I don't see that happening, but that would be awesome, and, and it would be long enough. Like well, these episodes the, are about twenty five, twenty seven, something like that minutes so far. That's the that's the one thing that I think they're they're kind of dropping the ball on a little bit. Disney is that you know there is. I have it on my PlayStation somewhere. Um, they took the Resurrection of Mall, you know, I think they even released it on video to where it's the episodes edited together as a movie. You could buy it on, mm-hmm. on DVD that way. And then I think, I think Jason from making Star Wars at one point, uh, they went to a, a special screening to where it was, remember the, the, the younglings? Mm-hmm. They saw that arc together as one movie. Uh, it was for like a special, you know, Lucasfilm screening, right? And and so I wouldn't be surprised if there's more of these little things out there. You know, there's also the what is it, Sparker Rebellion for Rebels? They released that as a movie, so I don't see why these aren't available on Disney Plus as a as an alternate, you know, viewing option. Would be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be great, and especially because, uh, how do I say this? The Clone Wars movie had a less than great reception overall at first so any type of theatrical clone wars release since then with how just like utterly amazing the series is would be really cool to see them at this point it would be nice you know there's going to be a lot of open space when they finally release movies so that's yeah well, that's nice. true too so uh, some of them, like my local theater's 30 screens it's like they gotta find something to fill it up with yeah well, and I was going to say, as far as this episode goes with the episode length, I said mentioned before, they're like 25, 27 minutes, something like that. Um, the Part one, I thought was great. I didn't, like, I could tell it was a little bit longer and I thought it was awesome. Uh, this one, part two, like, I don't know. I, I thought it was a lot faster than the last one. Like, when it was done, I'm like, it's done already and it's a longer one? <laughs> really? It just, it moves well, actually- so quickly. But no, I thought it was great. Can we just talk about that scene too, real quick, where it's the two Ahsoka and Maul are standing there, and the wall, the the like window glass wall thing shatters while the two of them are talking. It's a good scene. Like that was like freaking cinematic as crap. Like it was, yeah. What about Dryden Voss in there? What did you think of that? That was cool. As soon as they showed, because at first, for like a half a second, he, I was thinking of Hux. And I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> it's Dryden Voss. Right, right, when they, uh, right before the camera went away from him, I was like, that is Dryden. It, it was like an immediate back-to-back thought in my head. It's all really cool the way they, you know, they bring in Rebels and Solo in this arc. Could you get little baby can? Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. And then in the first one, now you get, you know, uh, Sorry, Dryden Voss in this one. You know, the references to the, you know, Crimson Dawn and the Pikes and all that, which we've, I mean, we've already seen the Pikes throughout Clone Wars and other things anyway, but obviously it's relevant right now to the whole Crimson Dawn and, and Maul conversation. 
What if, would you be happy with, uh, and I'm sorry, we're going to jet away from Clone Wars for a second. Would you be happy with an animated solo series? Possibly. Like, like if it had, it would have, it could have solo and mall and the pikes and, you know, all that kind of stuff and bounty hunters and the underworld. Would, would that be something you'd like to see? Obviously, you know, I, I get everybody wants to see live action, but what if they don't? Would it, would that be an acceptable alternative? That's one of those situations where I feel like it's better than nothing. I do feel like it, I, I would prefer to have the live action with Alden Ehrenreich and and uh, Donald Glover would be open to doing it. That would be great. Um, and uh, like anybody, really, I, I don't know if um, uh, I Paul Benny. I don't know if he would want to do it or not. But as close as we can get to a continuation of what we have, I think would be cool. Um, but I think an animated series is better than absolutely nothing to continue the story. And, and if they focus more on, like, if they make it less of a solo follow-up and more of a Crimson Dawn follow-up, I could see an animated series being appropriate for that, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could, there's a lot of stuff, you know, you could bring in, you could bring in Hondo, let's say. Right. Uh, you could bring in Cad Bane. You could bring in Boba Fett. You could bring in all the bounty hunters and, and a lot of the, the characters from Clone Wars. Oh, and throw it into throw it into Solo. You, you know, I did see. Real, I did see. I almost forgot. Actually, I did forget until you said that. I saw a fan cast for Stellan Skarsgård, and it's amazing. Who was it? As Dengar. Dengar. It works. Okay. Like somebody they did. I don't know if I can find it or not. Let me see. Seems too old. Were, well, I'm like there was a kind of a uh uh like quick photoshop job that somebody did to kind of show potentially what that type of thing would look like and it worked. I'm going to see if I can find it, but uh I don't know. Talk while I look. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Boy, so um let's see. What are you know who I'd like them to bring? I'd like them somehow to bring in uh, that one guy. What was his name? Dirge? Remember Dirge? Uh, that sounds familiar. He was the the weird bounty hunter with tentacles from the Clone Wars micro series. Rode like a swoop bike. Yeah, I, like, I can't picture him, but I know who you're talking about. Maybe I'll, let me just find a picture of him. Here. I'm going to post the, the picture here real quick so you can see it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's actually cool. it's actually not a photoshop it's just a side by side of Skarsgård and Dengar from Battlefront but it's the two of them together I would like Durst to make a comeback just like I'd like uh, Prince Sizor to make a comeback uh, oh wow uh, yes I would like Jackson yes officially like I'd like to see him and, man if you put Jackson oh if you put Jackson in the solo animated show that would it almost would so, work. It would. It would work. It wouldn't almost work. It would work. <laughs> but like that's the most sensible application of Jackson I've heard so far. Like yes. most most realistic. Like you could make it literally look like a lot of these old school, you know, those those early Marvel comics, you know, where it was it was Han Solo and a bunch of weird looking bounty hunters. Yeah. You know, going going to like planets that are like, ooh, this is the Vegas planet, and this is you know the the you know 
just have it be odd. And, and I don't think people would care. I think it would look great. You know, you have Lando in it. You have, you know, you hopefully have uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich and, and Donald, well, is it Donald Glover? Yeah. I keep wanting to say Danny Glover. But you have, <laughs> you have Donald Glover voice uh, their characters. And I think it'd be really good. Now, when you say animated series, I'm like, yeah, do you want 2D, 3D? Uh, I want I 3D. Okay, so so like uh, what we have now with Clone Wars or something like that. Clone Wars should just be the <laughs> Clone Wars should be the de facto style for everything. I agree with that one hundred percent. Like nothing, like the, the animation for Rebels was good, and the animation for Resistance was really. I mean, that was good. We talked about the how good the colors are and all that, but I don't. There's just there's nothing to me that can touch the experience of, like the visual experience of just watching the Clone Wars, especially with what we have right now, it looks so good right now. And they've toned down, they've toned down the marionette look of, oh, yeah. uh, of Clone Wars a lot. So I, I, I think, you know, keeping with how it looks now, even if you soften it a little bit, like maybe just a smidge, let's say, uh-huh. uh, which would bring it more towards maybe the season finale of Rebels, which I thought was really good. But, but I don't think, you know, I think the art design of, of Clone Wars blows away the art design of uh, of the final season of Rebels. So I think if anything, yeah. anything going forward should go up a notch. Right. And did, real quick, did you look at the picture? I bet you go to the, um, where we have like the text chat thing. It's posted in there. I don't even know how to get stuff. I don't even know how to get around in this place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yes, that would work. Right, I was surprised. I saw that. I'm like, yeah. wow, that could really, ha- that could actually happen. That does look good. Now, again, having said that, I don't expect that to happen. I think it's more likely he's just associated with, uh, you know, he's he's a, an imperial spot mole, or he's with the resi- or the what the resistance. Wow, or he's with the rebellion or something. I don't know. Um, so, are we gonna get? You think we're gonna get completely ruthless, Cassian? Um, I wouldn't like say completely break, ruthless. Breaking but, people's necks, like like. Uh, well, I'm like, early I, on in World One. I think we will get a harsher Cassian. I'll say that, like like a little less sympathetic. I mean, again, it's being written by the guy who co-wrote Rogue One and kind of had a major part in the development of that movie. So if he's coming in and he's doing this series. I don't expect major changes from what we already know. I don't think he's going to revolutionize how we understand these characters or anything. Um, I think it'd just be slight modifications, like, you know, a little bit harsher or something like that. I don't know. How, I don't know. Do we really care about a Captain series? I, you know, I, I think um, we care more about more of a Rogue One storyline than a Cassian specific excuse me, a Cassian-specific series. Like, I mean, I like him fine. I think I, I think Diego, Diego Luna did a fantastic job in the movie, and I really like his character. But I feel like we need to focus less on this being a story of a single character. Like, this is the Cassian story, and I feel like it's more he's just the protagonist instead of Jin in a Rogue One expansion story, is how I think that's it fine, is. That's fine, but that's the name they give the show. Well, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, you, that can change. You know, like Rogue One well, yeah, is Star Wars story. And I, thought and they even, I thought they even said that their name was different. They, yeah, they may have. Oh, I forgot K2S was in this thing, too. Yep. Should be good. I, I mean, I'm not going to not watch it. I, I look, I'll watch anything. 
<laughs> even, well, like, that, even that new one that they're we know nothing about. Yeah, and I'm no. like in the the Kenobi series, like that. Obviously, I think they're going to pretty much focus on Obi Wan Kenobi as a character and, and follow him, and he's going to be the storyline. But again, I don't know. I just feel like this could be more of just more of the world of Rogue One from Cassian's Boy, perspective. Imagine they call the show show Kenobi, but they focus on uh, Owen Lars ninety percent <laughs> of the time. <laughs> like, come on, really? I don't know why, but I really want to see like a fight between Owen and Obi Wan. It wouldn't be much of a fight. Well, no, I don't mean like to the death, but I mean just like some sort of conflict with them to kind of help explain. I mean, I, I get why Owen and A New Hope was like you know have nothing to do with him. You know, I get it because of the whole Vader, all that kind of stuff. Duh. But I would like a little added extra background context of the two of them not getting along in addition to that. I think that would be a little cool. That would be cool. But I don't who was it? Somebody said years ago that um, they should do something. It might have even been like Joel Egerton or something. Somebody, uh, not just a random Twitter person, but somebody who could potentially be involved, said something about hoping that there's like a, like a buddy series between the two of them going on and like, you know, fixing up Tatooine or something before Owen would like quote unquote retire to raise Luke more. I don't know. That doesn't sound good to me. No? Uh, here's what I... Sorry, not to go back to or something, to something yeah. else. But, uh, uh, the mocap. Yeah. For Clone Wars. What do you think? But I'm not the biggest fan of it. Really? Yeah, because I think they've... There's a, there's a, it's hard to say. So there's a couple moves that he does that are very much like, you know, and I don't watch UFC. Do you watch UFC? No. no I mean, not, okay. not really, no. But there's a move where like, they jump in the air and it looks like they're going to hit you with a knee and they don't. So it's almost like a right. feint. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Darth Maul do that before. It, but it seems like something that Ray Park would do, you know, when he's demonstrating it. And Darth Maul does like two or three times in a row. And it just, it, Knowing that it's mocap and knowing that Ray Park is, is doing that and then seeing that, I'm like, I don't know if an animator would have done that. Well, I think that's also part of what's cool about it. It is, but the animator, there, there is the ending of Phantom Menace, right? That exists. Yeah. Everything else with Darth Maul is not Ray Park. It's the animators. So I think that, that we've come to know sort of mall differently now it didn't feel like the mall that we've seen in clone wars does that make sense it makes sense i you may disagree with it, it. well i'm like I, I don't know if it would serve as a direct continuation of the mall we know from clone wars or not but i do feel like it's appropriate at this point with our understanding of mall between rebels and he didn't do any fighting, but his appearance in Solo and all that, I feel like uh, I, didn't, I didn't have any like disjointed feelings with it or, or connection issues or anything just from watching it. I felt like it was just Maul's style of fighting. Like, especially at one point, he tried to like kick her in the face or whatever he does, his move that he always tries. He tried to do that again. Um, so I felt like it was just how he would be fighting at the time. It's true. It's possible. I ain't saying it made sense. <laughs> it's just it's just where I came from on it. Yeah. So, uh what are you expecting let's specifically looking at the storyline of B- 
Bo-Katan and the Darksaber, potentially, and all that that side of the Siege of Mandalore. Where do you see that going, especially with what we know about Mandalorian for Part 3? I don't think Mandalorian affects anything. Well, I just mean with, you know, with Moff Gideon ending up with it eventually. Well, yeah, but, but that's, that's still after Rebels. Well, that's true, right. isn't it? Yeah. Right, and the Darksaber, Sabine has it. Right. So at some at some point, she loses it. We don't have that story yet. Right. Um, and and at one point I was like, we could get Moff Gideon in this, and we re- really could have. But the way that the story went, if there was an actual you know contingent of Imperials, let's say, that weren't clone troopers, then I then you could have slid Moff Gideon into it. Right. But now I don't think it's going to happen. So. I don't think there's much that we're going to learn as far as the dark saber. Um, I think, I think it's already the, the last two episodes have already been kind of spoiled for the most part. Um, yeah. In general terms about what each one covers. Right. Still going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Like, and what are your thoughts on order 66 for either of the last parts? Uh, well, I kept, I kept thinking it was going to happen at any second when I'm watching this. Yeah. I kept I kept waiting because we know when when Obi Wan comes on, we know he's just about to go to Utapau. Right, 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 right. Right. So it's like I'm thinking, okay, well, how long does that really happen? You know, in 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 movie terms, like he flies off, he gets there. How long after does Order sixty six happen? Because it almost feels like it's it's less than half a day. Oh yeah, and with two parts left of the series, you feel like that would be in there you know right but that was fairly early on in the show so i was like boy it it might be happening you know they might do order 66 right before we we cut to the the ending now and and i need to remember because i was thinking about this recently and i couldn't remember the answer um i remember of course in the show the whole thing about the chip in, in the clones heads and how that all worked out um I don't remember. Did Rex have his removed or no? He said afterward in Rebels that he had pulled it out. Okay. Before. Before it happened. Okay. Because there was the huge, huge, huge talk before Rebels even came out was I remember having discussions on the internet with this. um, About like Rex and Ahsoka? Well, yeah, and do the clones have free will? And and you know, Rex is gonna, Rex is gonna um, decide not to. And it's like, no, they don't have free will. It's a mm-hmm. program; they can't control it. Oh, Rex will control it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and my thought was no. And look, here's what George said. George says it's a program. It's how they're bred, or or whatever. And while they kind of refine that a little bit to be a chip, they don't have free will. So Rex has to get rid of the chip. He may have already. I'm gonna assume he already has, but who knows. You know, they've already changed the color of her lightsaber, so things may be different from. You know, they already changed the color of her lightsaber from what is established in canon in the book, so they may change something as well. I don't know. I don't. I, I still. I still tend to think of. Uh, you know, remember how there was A canon, B canon, C canon in the older days? Oh yeah. I, I still think we still have little bits of the same thing, like the the movies, and the series will always be a canon no matter what you're not going to you're not going to disregard something that happened 
you know, uh, in a movie, you're right. going to try and do your best to fit around it, that. change it, move around it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're, you're not going to suddenly have Luke Skywalker have a different color lightsaber. <laughs> I almost want them to though. He just like shows up with like a, I don't know, yellow lightsaber. What? In the in in the comic, the next comic, if we ever get it, he has one, which is always one of those cool things. It's like, oh, I get it. You know, he wouldn't necessarily have built his own, but he could have found anybody else's. Right, especially when he was doing his whole uh, Jedi relic hunting stuff. Yep. Yep. I don't know when we'll get the new comics. But, you know, that's something to talk about real quick. So, so obviously, we're, we haven't really talked much about, you know, the virus and all that, and we're in lockdown. And there's essential services and whatnot. You know, I, I'm working. Um, I, I, you know, I work for a retailer, I, so I'm, I'm in grocery, so I'm considered essential services. Mm-hmm. Tim, without getting too much into it, you're kind of. Yeah, I'm like half and half. <laughs> right. But how do things, there has to be things that stay open mm-hmm. that are not essential services whatsoever. You can't go into it, but you go to work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are, did they stop making magazines? Like periodicals? If, if, you know, if you, if you subscribe to People Magazine or whatever, it, it, does it not exist right now? Right. You know, or same thing with, like, if you had a book like that's scheduled to be out. I mean, I, know, I, noticed, uh, I noticed what came out last week. I think it was the Blu-ray for for Bad Boys for Life came out. That's certainly not essential. You know, but that's somebody, true. But somebody made it somewhere. I'm like, and I wonder how much of that is determined by finances. Like, what do you mean? Like for like the the comics, for example, because like you're saying about the periodicals and, and the the Blu-ray and all this kind of stuff. You could make the argument that something like comics would be included in that same realm, but due to a lower demand for the audience or something, there's less funding for it, and therefore it is being preserved by the parent company because they feel like, I don't know, but I just wonder how much of that is is a financial decision by the people who own it versus legal right now. Because when's the new, when's the new, um, uh, what is it? When is the new... The High Republic book coming out. Was I, it August? I don't Was remember. It, uh, <laughs> but but I but I know it's it's like I thought it was like the third quarter of the year. So so I guess my question is something like that. Does it not come out? Can they still make it? Because again, there's a lot of things that we're getting that aren't technically essential. Well, if it had been set for August, that's um, an overlap with celebration, and we don't even know if that's going to really be happening yet. Uh, let me try to see if I can find a date real quick. It's Light of the Jedi, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. August twenty fifth. It was the. Re- okay. It is still the release date for now. You know, there's certainly some states that are reopening, um, but I don't know. I mean, they're still doing wrestling down in Florida, so. I mean, the beaches I, I are open in Florida right now. Yeah, beaches are. Dude, beaches are open here in Orange County. Really? Yeah, which is which is what the big big argument was this past weekend. We had you know ninety high nineties temperatures, right? Mm-hmm. 
But the beaches in LA County, which are north of us, were closed because that's what LA County wants to do. The beaches to the south of us down in like San Diego County are closed because that's what they want to do. But ours are open. All they did here was they closed the parking. So there's no, (laughs) there's no parking lots, but if you park, you know, in residential areas, not too far from there, you could literally go to the beach. Is anybody like charging for their driveway? (laughs) I don't, I don't know, but you should have seen what, like, I'll send you pictures of what Newport Beach, like swanky, swanky, upscale Newport Beach look like. Yeah. They must've had all their, their parking taken because it's a town of 80,000, right? That's the population. Uh 40,000 people went to the beach. Uh, <laughs> that that wow. don't live there. Yes, it was bad. Like you look at it and it's like, wow, okay, so I should expect to see something happen. Wow. So yeah, it's not it's not the same everywhere. You know, you can still swim right. here. You can go really, golfing here. You can go golfing here. Uh they stopped you from you, you can't go into the golf carts. Oh, you okay, can't we, use golf carts here. We can't go into the clubhouse. I don't. I don't think. I don't know about the golf carts or not. But I know you can still golf. I mean, there's certainly certain things that I think should be open. Like I don't understand why most retail stores shouldn't be open. Like you know, like I said, I work at Walmart. We're open. It, it's annoying, but you know, we we all wear masks for the most part, and you limit the n- number of people that should come in. Right. I don't understand why you know a bookstore can't be open under the same circumstances. I mean, you just can't, that's you just can't well, that's, loiter. You, you know, you, you can't sit there and read. I mean, that is fair, but I think that's where you start to you have to draw the line somewhere. But I don't know what determines that. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. It's just it it the companies that offer multiple things are the ones that benefit. Right. You know, because because not that I'm you know I, I have a steady well, job. I, you know, I make a decent amount of money, but. All the money that came, you know, for the recovery from from you know Congress and all that for the CARES Act, right? It's getting spent at places like my work. It's not getting spent at the the mom and pop stores that really need it. Yeah. Well, you know, and being, it, yeah, it's going to Amazon, who doesn't need it. It's going to Walmart and Target, who don't need it. Yeah. So. No, that, that's true, and I, and I was you brought up a good point when you said the the businesses that have you know multiple types of products they're almost like you know hubs for essential living like you know your walmarts and targets and all this you know amazon too uh they are staying open because no matter pretty much no matter what you need if, if you need it as an essential thing you can get it there but more uh specific shops or more individualized product stores or whatever um as a whole seem like they're getting closed down except um for me at least abc stores are still open <laughs> yeah, but but along, but, but see, so along along the lines of what I was saying, right? Let's yeah. say you have a beauty a beauty supply store, right? Yeah, that store is closed. It is non essential. So if you need hair dye and all that kind of stuff, or nail polish, all that type of stuff, you don't get it from a beauty store, but you can get it from Walmart. Mm-hmm. But so is the manufacturer of that stuff considered essential? So do they do people go to the manufacturing plant who make cosmetics? Because right. you, you can't send it to a store that only sells that stuff because it's not essential. But Walmart can sell it because they're already open. In some states, they, they can sell it. But do they still manufacture it? 
that, that's where I'm like, huh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, because then you start going into stock issues if they can't. Right. Eventually we should run out, but we don't have that problem right now. So it, and so it goes again to books. Books are still being released. You know, there's they're still, they're still release dates for novels right now. I think there's a new Stephen King one coming out. Well, and you also, I mean, you, since you're talking about books and comics and things like that also, uh, a certain portion of it you can do from home. I mean, I, I don't know specifics, but like, for example, um, the band 21 Pilots wrote, recorded, and produced a song and a music video about what's going on from their homes. Right. And it's cool, and it works. And there are um, different... Uh, I want to say, I might even... Was it Halo? I don't know, but there's some uh, game that people were continuing to finish and, and work on from their homes and, and making this an actual thing. So when it comes to the you know artistic things, like I would imagine with comic books too and books and all this, you can continue uh, to be able to do that remotely for the most well, part. Yeah, now, I, don't, I don't know about printing, but the creation at least. Well, back back around to what we talked about early on, you, you we have that picture of Anthony Daniels who looks like he put yeah. together a makeshift recording studio. So he's recording for something. Yeah. Right. And, and all these people could be working on whatever animated series they're working on from home, you know, and, and yeah. that the person has access to their work drive or whatever to see how they're the, the director or whoever has access to see what they're working on. But you could potentially be working on a whole series right now with, with no slowdowns, an animated series. You can certainly work on scripts. You know, we've talked about this before in joking, but, you know, it, it seems like I'm seeing a lot of stuff announced that's being worked on. You know, I, they just announced a new Hellraiser uh, TV series um, from Michael Doherty, who just did Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. You know, it, it almost seems like these guys have time right now to work on their pitch. You know, let me really refine, you know. I didn't just tell somebody the pitch, and now they want me to start on it. I've got time to work on the pitch and the scripts because who knows what's going to happen. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just curious. I, I, if somebody knows, let me know. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the other thing I saw yesterday. I think that somebody at the national level, not states, national level, was suggesting that the whole social distancing thing and all that, and therefore the effects of them uh, could still last for months to come still. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to continue to impact all this, but. Well, I think, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure our fans will listen to this. I'm definitely more conservative um, on the political spectrum. Uh, I'm not one of those people who, who's out there demanding, you know, that everything reopens immediately because I don't think we know enough yet about what's going on. You know, I, I'm hearing that, there, there's things to where it's affecting blood clots, and it may be that may be a possible side effect, you know, or that uh, there's something going on with, with a certain type of kids that are having like toxic shock syndrome, uh, and they and they're not sure if it's, you know, from the coronavirus, you know. And the other numbers that I saw is that the numbers, I, I so I guess as as a society, you know, we have, uh, I think it's a little what actuarial where you, you kind of have an idea of how many deaths there are at any given time mm -hmm. based on past statistics. So the number that we are at is far beyond what our actual numbers are 
with the coronavirus. So what I'm saying is, is if they expected last month 10,000 people to die, right? And 5,000 people died from the coronavirus on top of the normal 10,000. Well, uh-huh. it looks like 25,000 people died last month. Yeah. So like, okay, 10's normal. Five's from the coronavirus. So where does other 10 come from? And the 10 comes from all the problems that revolve around maybe somebody was afraid to go out so they didn't go get medical treatment. So there's there's all these ricochets on it. So we don't even know what we can do and can't do on opening things up. Sorry, we really divul- uh, diverted. Didn't we? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's current events. It's the world that we're living in right now, and it's a uh, big change from what we're used to. So, well, yeah, and it definitely it definitely affects you know how we consume you know uh, yeah, how we consume media that we talk about. Well, yeah, because right now you know there's there's cool things coming out, you know, but there's gonna be a there's gonna be what is it? Uh, there's gonna be a time where things aren't coming out. Yeah, because everything that can, they could put out, they put out. So I don't know. Like there's just gonna be like the the backlog of things being created. They're they're gonna get caught up with that, and then there's just nothing more. Is what you're saying? I I think for example that we're gonna there's gonna be oh my god there's so many movies in the movie theater because all the movies got delayed right. Uh huh. But anything that was filmed, let's say, and was planned for Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, all that stuff that's gonna be ready to go is gonna be ready to go. But there's gonna come a point that. They didn't finish filming all this stuff, so there's going to be a lull. You're not going to have new content coming, you know, to to Netflix like you expected. Mm-hmm. Because those series, if they were done, they would have already appeared. Or you know, whatever new content you do get is going to be like the you know the behind the scenes for the Mandalorian or things that you can't put together from previously used things. Well, yeah, but you know, we we can already see there's going to be a delay for Winter Soldier. Uh, sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier, because they didn't finish filming. I, I guess they have three weeks left of filming. Cassian Endor is paused, although they could probably make it up. Um, Obi-Wan's paused. But things that, you know, The Witcher, which goes to Netflix, they had to stop on that. So all these things that were in the pro- in process have to stop. Now, the ones that can keep going seems like the animated ones. But it also gives people time, I guess, what is it? Uh, that was it, Airbender? Last Airbender? That's, the, yeah. I guess the whole series is going to Netflix in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I didn't hear that, but that would make sense. Yeah, perfect time for me. Because like, yeah, that's what uh, Dave Filoni was behind, right? Yeah, and I hear it's really good. So, hey. I, I've seen the first two or three, I think, episodes of that. And it was good. I just I discussed last week, I don't really watch a lot of TV shows. But it was good, and I, and I would like to see it. I just haven't. We have so much TV I'm watching. <laughs> Yeah, I saw you posted something about that on Twitter about your your reality TV show family moment. Oh, that was uh, we watched. What did we watch? Oh, Extraction was over, and I was like, "Hey, let's put this on." And before you knew it, we had gone through all eight episodes of this reality show on Netflix, and then we were done. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's fun to binge. Yeah, I, I haven't. I'm glad we didn't have it for Clone Wars, though. I, I really am too, because this is more of a community experience doing it this way. Like we're used Absolutely. to having with it. Absolutely. Like yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy getting to see everyone's reactions along with mine. 
each week and it's like more of an event more just something we get to experience together almost like a mini star wars movie release each week yeah and you, you know like for you sometimes you've got things going on so yeah. so you may not catch it until sunday let's right say. right um but you know darn well that that if all episodes were released at once there would be people who would watch all of them by saturday yeah, well, I, and I'd probably be one of those people just cause, out of fear of getting behind on it. Yeah, but, but who wants to rush through it? Yeah, no, I, I, I prefer it this way, especially for Wait, this series. Let me take that back. Who wants to rush through it because you don't want to be spoiled rather than rushing through it because you're excited to see the next episode? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I would, would be excited for that too. Um, but I don't know, it just, it, seems, it just seems more fun and more... Like I said, it's just more of a community thing for us this way. Yep, yep, I agree. So I, I'm cool with it. And plus, uh, we had the same thing with The Mandalorian, too. That uh, felt the same way. It's like a mini new Star Wars movie each week, and we got to get excited about it and talk about it each time. Yep. Um, and it, it just it, it kind of extends the fun for everybody, I think. So No, I agree. So I enjoy that. I, I think there's a place for you know seasons coming out at a time and binging them i think that worked really well for things like stranger things on netflix kudos for you i think that's how it works for that show but i don't know it's for for the because that's establishing a community that wasn't already there for us as a global fan base one of the biggest in existence in history uh it makes more sense to, to yeah, just give but... it to us this way Okay, but here's the difference, though. Here's the difference, though. You, you've got, let's say, Mandalorian, right? Mandalorian had social interaction for eight weeks solid. You know what I mean? Yes. Stranger Things Season 3 had social interaction for how long? Like three weeks, maybe? Uh, uh I don't know if it was that, I, but... I it may be shorter, right? It, well... <laughs> But, but you know what I'm saying? The hardcore are going to watch it, but they're not talking about it on a regular basis. You know, yeah. I, I think the benefit, obviously, of Game of Thrones was that Game of Thrones had everybody talking about it on a weekly basis. And then you had the ability for people to binge to catch up. But right. binging when it drops, you know, same thing with The Witcher. The Witcher was awesome, but it had a shelf life of maybe two weeks of people talking about it. Oh, really? I, I think I mean, so. I mean, I remember it being everywhere for a while, and I hadn't thought about it, but you are right, where I haven't seen much it, since it, it was, like, a thing. It certainly wasn't more than a month. Yeah. Like, I hadn't really but, thought about it, but you're right. But Mandalorian was just getting started four weeks in. You know, four, let, let's, say, let's say you have a month of shelf life for something that, bit, that you know, that drops. It, it was still going. Week eight was a, was a big deal. We're in we're in week ten of Clone Wars. Is it really? I guess so. Yeah. Wow. If people if if they had dropped it, you know, it would be done. They would be done talking about it for uh, you know, four weeks ago. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Conversation would be over. No, that's a really good point. And, and the thing is, too, with like the Mandalorian, using that as an example, uh, you know, I know people who had zero interest in that series because they don't really care about stuff. They don't dislike it. They just don't really care about Star Wars. And then due to the building conversation around it over time, they're like, all right, fine, I'll check it out. And they ended up loving it. 
So and you yeah. don't get the memes. You don't get the memes. Uh, I don't think. Uh, not the same. No, not the same at all. Like the the one thing the like the one. Did you watch The Witcher at all? No, I didn't. So probably the biggest thing to come out of that was like toss a coin to your Witcher. Uh huh. It, it was a song in there that a bard sings, and and it was pretty good. It's pretty catchy. A lot of people did cover songs for it on, on YouTube, but you didn't see it. You know, I knew about it because of people that I know that watched it. And then I found it when I caught up and watched it, but it just wasn't those things that, that, that permeates, you know? Yeah. I think it's the only way to, I think it's the only way to go going forward. I I think it's going to be the most effective. And again, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I feel like Netflix, I think it works for them. That is their thing. You know, that's how they do it. But Disney Plus, like especially with their uh, uh, Marvel things coming out, I think they should do it the same way with that. Oh, absolutely! Look, you want me to pay for the? You want me to pay for it? I'll pay for it. Give me new content every week. Now, having said that, what do you think should be dropped all at once, if anything, for Disney Plus? Um, I don't think anything. I mean, I don't really either, because I think again, as a medium. Uh, I think it's working well for them. I don't think they have any reason to change it for anything. If something comes up down the road, okay. But at this point, I don't see why you'd want to mess with it. I think past seasons, you know, of shows that were on a different network or whatever should obviously be all dropped at once. I don't, un- I don't understand the idea for like the UK that got or Europe that got uh, Disney Plus later. When yeah. all the episodes of Mandalorian had already been released, why you want to do a weekly drop? You know, I, I don't get that idea, but uh, I, I think going forward, if it's new content that's never been available anyplace else, I think it should be released on a weekly basis. I, I and mean, it just yeah, makes it I much agree. better to enjoy as a fan. It does. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's a reason that it's been that way. I mean, I know, you know, TV. <laughs> I get that, but I'm saying I think there's a reason that, uh, even though Disney had the option to not do it this way and not do weekly releases, but they went with it anyway. I think it's been very successful. And considering that that's how it's always been until the binging really started, I, I don't know. I think it's good. Cause, and here's another thing. This is kind of a minor nitpicky thing, but when you binge a TV show, and I have done this before, um, as much as you like it, there's a part of me that feels like you, you aren't fully absorbing what you're watching toward the end. Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that's another thing. I feel like when you watch it, it might be a little bit more impactful, a little bit more meaningful, a little bit more extra ounce of something when you aren't going through the whole thing at once and your brain's getting tired. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm binge watching a second season of um, Westwood, uh, Westwood, Westworld right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, if I was watching season three of Westworld as it was released weekly, mm-hmm. it would, I would retain the information better. Because I feel like even though everything is here at once, that I'm going so fast through it that I'm not, it's not sinking in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry if we bored everybody talking about everything from you know, COVID-19 to uh, <laughs> streaming stuff. 
Yeah, but, but it, I, again, I do. This is what the show is. It's, you know, you and I sit down and we talk about stuff and we figure, hey, let's record it and put it out. But this is our conversations. Before, before, before we do go, uh, we have the other thing to talk about, too. Yeah. The new, the potential new series. I, hey, I, I see this as your thing. Take it. <laughs> no, I know you're the man who can pull stuff up, you know, with the, with the lightning speed. Um, <laughs> lightning speed. While I'm, while I'm, it up for you go ahead and google it for me because you have access okay uh it came out that the lady who wrote uh with russian doll yes for netflix um i guess she has variety everybody said that she has been hired to write a uh, new series for um disney plus focusing on i think it's a female jedi right uh that's or my understanding they, did they say jedi or just a female Focused uh, well, action series. Yeah, I didn't hear Jedi. I heard female focused, but I'll yeah, look. Fe- see a female focused action series. Um, and that's really about it. You know, it's going to take place in, in, you know, part of the timeline that hasn't really been dealt with before. So I don't know if they mean an actual time or place or whatever the situation may be. But obviously, it got people happy and it got people angry. And and honestly, you know, for the for the people that are angry, enough, <laughs> enough. Just I mean, yeah. enjoy, not everything is going to be for me. Not everything is going to be for you. You know, I, I see the people going, "Oh my God, we just got a trilogy with a female. Um, we just got a trilogy with a female lead, and we got." You know, Rogue One had a female lead. It's like, when are they going to stop? It's like, we just got Mandalorian. We have Cassian. But does it matter? If it's a good story, then it'll be a good story. Well, not just that, but I also feel like sometimes, you know, people just need to take a step back. Because when they do the whole, like, this ruins that, and because of this, I can't enjoy that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Look, Obviously, this whole thing means a lot to me. I've devoted years <laughs> of time to this to this podcast and things before. You know, it means a lot to me. And I have had things to come out that I really enjoy, things that I didn't enjoy as much as others. But at the end of the day, nothing at any point has changed how I felt about anything up until now you know like like nothing has ruined anything else that we already have and know and love and i don't know to me if you think that something that some direction that star wars is going right now is ruining another aspect to it uh my just my overall consensus is calm down take a step back breathe and just enjoy this yep i agree 100 percent. like and, and if you don't like it okay like cool like I said, there's some things that I haven't enjoyed as much as others, but I, I don't care. It's still fine. I'm happy to be getting new Star Wars stuff. Not every single thing is going to be a hit, you know, and, 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 and that's and fine. Here's the, and here's the beauty of having this type of philosophy like, like you and I have, where you embrace everything. When the Boba Fett TV series is announced, <laughs> hypoth- hypothetically, uh-huh. And someone says, oh, my God, another male, you know, I can say, shut the F up. (laughs) I supported everything else. (laughs) 
Go sit in the corner and support <laughs> my thing. Go sit in the corner and support my thing. Okay. <laughs> but it's what it is, though. It's like not everything will be for everyone. You may not like it. You may not like, you know, I know a lot of people when it, when it was first announced, was like, oh, my God, who gives a crap about The Mandalorian? It's just a Boba Fett knockoff, and now everybody loves it. It may not have been your thing, but just wait for the thing that is your thing. You may not like Cassian. Cassian may not be your thing. You may not like Obi-Wan. Maybe now this new untitled, you know, show is your thing. Great. Maybe the High, uh, High Republic's your thing. Fantastic. Maybe this character is a character from the High Republic, which would be cool, too. Yeah, I was going to say... Know, well, I mean, the, the wording, what I did look it up here, and the wording for the show is that it uh, sources state it will be a female-driven arrangement, and that happens in an alternate piece of the Star Wars course of events than different okay. tasks. I don't even so, know what that means. means well, I, a yeah. A woman's a star, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I really don't know why that's such a problem. <sighs> You know, I, people want to get butt hurt over forces female or whatever stupid stuff. That's on you. you know. <laughs> but but when hey, you start you're going, just, you're you're just saying stuff, aren't you? <laughs> no, there was there was just a point there that it was like, it, you, there was. I thought we could all agree on one thing, you know, like like it was yes, Clone Wars. We we may hate Disney Star Wars, but Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You had you had those guys that you assumed everybody would agree, and then it's like no, they decide they don't like. Clone Wars either. Yeah. What now? Why? Yeah. Oh, because uh, it looks like Ahsoka might beat Maul. It's like, what? Now you're, now you're grasping for straws. Yeah. You know, or these two characters, uh, they were going to be men and now they're female. So? Yeah. I actually like those characters. I, I would say, frankly, I think it works out better the way it is yeah, now. Yeah, it was much better. I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I just feel like people want to—they're they're latching on things to to complain about, and vice versa. You know. Yeah. Stop, stop complaining in general. Just, just be happy we're getting something because right now we're all stuck at home for the most part. <laughs> None of us are getting anything. You know, you, you know what my kids watched. What's that? They watched. In this order, which really made no sense to me, but they watched uh, the new Rambo movie. Okay. Having never watched a Rambo movie before, they watched Rambo Last Blood. Then they watched the fourth Rambo. <laughs> and then I said, what are you guys doing? Because they got back from work and they had already gone through two Rambos in reverse order. So they went five, they went four. And then I said, let me show you where it all began. Right. So I showed them one and they loved that one a lot. And then I said, okay, let me let me show you the best Rambo. You know, First Blood Part 2, written by James Cameron, 80s action film. And it got done. I was like, well, what do you guys think? And they're like, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought the first Rambo was better. And I was like, all right, well. <laughs> they still haven't watched 3 yet. And I don't really think that's a problem. <laughs> Three's an odd one. Which one? I think, uh, what, what was the one that came out in like 05 or something like that? That was the Burmese Pirates or whatever. Oh, that's, that's not the one I'm thinking of. There's one that might have been more recent. Than that. Oh, I'm going to tell you which one it is. Well, okay, so I can just tell you the villains. First one is... I am thinking of... White Cops. 
Yeah, that's the one with the Mexican drug cartel. When did that come out? Last year. Maybe. Okay, that's, maybe. Well, uh, oh, yeah, September twenty. Yeah, that's not the one I'm thinking of, then. Well, come on, well, what am I thinking of? John, you're thinking of John Rambo where he's in the jungle. I don't you know, think so. Yeah, there's only five of them, man. <laughs> uh... The first blood, where, where he, the bad guys are white cops in, like, Washington. There's a second one where the bad guys are, you know, Viet Cong. There's the third one where the bad guys are Russians in Afghanistan. There's a fourth one where it's Burmese pirates. And there's a fifth one where it's Mexican drug cartels. Hold on, I'm going to find this, and I'll explain. And Brian Tyler did the music for Four and Fire. Okay, well, there it goes. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he, he did Last Blood, which is why I thought that's what I was talking about, but it's not. I was trying to find, the because I knew that was not the first one that he did. Yeah, it's just John Rambo, I think. Okay. That's what I'm trying to find. Or, that's, that's what I was going to bring up. just called Rambo. Oh, yeah, no, that's it. It's just Rambo from 08. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, he did a really good job with uh, the homage to uh, Jerry Goldsmith. He he does a lot of good stuff for Jerry. Like the Universal uh, logo at the beginning of movies that he redid for the 100th anniversary. Um, he redid that after Jerry Goldsmith's version, and it was great. Yeah, he's, he's good. I, I still would like to see him. I would like to see him do a Star Wars. I still feel like he would be great for a Star Wars. Alan Silvestri, Joe Kramer. Um, let's, not, let's not forget my boy. Come on, from Minjawadi. Let's not let's not forget oh, the boy. Oh, yep, yep, yep. No, he would be good. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily give a movie to him, but I would like to see Jeff Zanelli get a Disney Plus series. I think that's what we're going to be getting mostly. Well, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, wasn't I am about really. That. We've talked about it before, but I, you know, I would, I would be curious to see if they're going to go with sort of established, you know type of uh, musical cues and give and give uh Cassian to you know that that would be cool um I, I yeah I feel like again if someone like Alan Silvestri is going to do Star Wars I think he deserves a theatrical platform for yeah. it um but like I think uh Giacchino would be great he's as we know he's done he has a big history with TV series uh, he we got a uh, Rami Jawadi has another great background with some TV series that he's done, so they would be good uh, good pe- people to handle any Disney Plus projects for Star Wars. Yep. All right. Um, let's see. I think we're good uh, as far as <laughs> what we're going to cover. Um, I think we did a crazy long episode with nothing to talk about. I mean, we we've, we've had less to talk about before. We we did have some stuff this time, you know. We have some That's rumors, a uh, new episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which is still fun to say, uh, and some other things, you know, casting announcements. So I mean, there's some stuff there. Stellan Skarsgård as Dengar potentially. So next time. Next time. Next time we record. Next time that we record. Oh no, we won't. It's what day is May the fourth? No, we won't. That's the week from today. What day of the week is it? Monday. So we're going to have to watch both episodes before we record on Monday. I mean, I don't think that's going to be hard to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to want to see it, so I'm going to be anxious. Okay, so you're going to rush home uh, from wherever it is you're going to go on Monday and watch it before we record. Yeah, let me, let me, oh, let me check something with my schedule real quick, like. And, okay. Uh, that should be easy for me. Um, 
I, I, I'll tell you that after we're done recording. But yeah, I'll, I'll be able to watch it before we record. So in a week from now, Clone Wars will be done. Yes, that's what they're saying. I know there is a huge, and I know it's unlikely, but I know that there is a huge call with how epic it's been so far for more of it. At the same time, I don't like. I feel so conflicted because like I want more, and I don't want to be ungrateful for this because this is legendary. And I feel like the end of this next week is going to be a satisfying end to this series, and I think it's going to wrap up a lot. And I think especially with the overlaps with Revenge of the Sith, I think it's going to work out just fine. But I feel like they just brought it back after being gone for so long, and it's like it just came back and it's going away again already. I don't want to be ungrateful for it because I've, I've been enjoying it so much, but I wouldn't cry if they found out a way to do more. Yeah. I mean, and, and you and I have talked about something like, you know, Clone Wars, colon, Aftermath or something like that, which is basically the same series, but, you know, following Cad Bane and, and Boba, that thing, you know, other yep. storylines that they can do with the same team, same art, same voice actors, potentially, uh, depending on who, what characters are involved, you know, they can, they can do stuff like that, but that's okay. I'm not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. We're going to enjoy part three on uh, Friday and then part four next week. And uh, I'm really interested in how they do the openings because part one had the Lucasfilm. We talked about that, the logo, and then the main theme from like a movie, not from the Clone Wars series. This one had the same logo, but it didn't have any music. It just went straight into it as a follow-up no. to the end of part one. Well, it, it, where it did have, they drop have... that music from? I meant to ask you that. Huh? It was like a needle drop, wasn't it? Off of someplace? Like it, it's a cue that was lifted from someplace else. At the beginning of this past one? Yes. Oh, well, but I mean, it wasn't like the main theme that we normally Oh, but have. it's not even a Star Wars cue. It's an established cue someplace else. Is it oh, not? really? I didn't notice. Uh, I'll go back and listen no. to it again, though. Yeah, let's pull it up real quick. Oh, and, and that's the, and that's the last thing I want to say. <laughs> we'll actually be done with this, if anybody's still here. Um, so I mentioned last time that I don't, you know, there are some shows that I watch and I like them, but I'm not huge with TV shows right now. I used to be, but I just right now I'm not. And I will rewatch movies, but I don't really rewatch episodes of a TV show. Um. I don't know. It's just not really a thing I do. I did go back and I rewatched the uh, part one from the Siege of Mandalore. Hold on, be quiet. It's gonna pop up. <laughs> I'm listening to it right now. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, is it? Is it Close Encounters? What? Oh, oh, I have to look it up now. Come on. Just go listen to it real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right when it's right when the logo leaves the screen. Pulling it up. It's literally like I heard it and I was like, that's so familiar. I don't remember anything striking me, but I don't know. No, it, it's like some some low some low music and then it's a head like a bang. Okay. We got season seven. Let's see. Yeah, even if you could hear it, turn it up loud if you can hear it maybe. Yeah, okay, so before that. You'll hear it. It, I swear. You're not playing it audibly. That right there. No. It's right when the right when the title the title goes away. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Close Encounters? I feel okay. So having listened to it, 
I feel like it is the same thing. I don't think it was taken from it. Like, I think it's just that Kevin Kiner basically did the same thing that we're used to from Close Encounters, which is a kind of just like a generic, is crescendo the right word? But just like a, that, that type of thing. I think it's the same method of creating the same sound, but I don't think it was like pulled from the audio files of Close Encounters. But you know, yeah, it does sound like the same type of thing. Okay, that's it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be back. Hey, next week's going to be huge because, yeah, next week's episode we're recording on May 4th and we're going to have two parts of The Clone Wars, parts three and four, Grand Finale to talk about and whatever else we get along the way. So, Excellent. Um, everybody, enjoy it. Have a good time. Have a good May 4th. And uh, we will be here to talk about it. See you then. Bye.